Stanley Beckett, good evening to you and thank you very much for joining us. Uh, much appreciated. Good evening, Aubrey. Yeah, you well? Good, yeah. yeah. So uh, you didn't do any partying today, did you? No. No, I didn't do potting today. No, yeah. uh, I was I, I was one of the unfortunate few that had to work today. <laughs> to work today. <laughs> Someone had to keep the company the country going today. Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't, you don't use the bus to to, to go around. Uh, no, I didn't need to. Yeah, today, well, there no. was a huge strike today. Um, yeah. Huge, huge national bus strike, and we'll talk about that also in the second hour. I don't want to bore you with all of that stuff. But what have you got today? Uh, Stanley Beckett. Well, let's let's start off and talk about our Mr. X seminar that's coming up, and um, we're having it. Fine, we are definitely having it. We Brilliant. have a date and we have a venue. Wow, we um, even have a venue. Ooh. Yes. Okay. And uh, we need to to start um, getting people uh, to put to put it in their diaries. So, yep. what is going to be happening? And I, and I think the first a, a big thank. Thank you going out to to the the company that is going to be hosting us and that is the the Fortress Hotels that are trading as the Proteo Hotel. Right. So first of all a very big thank you to them and and, and it's in one of their venues the Proteo Hotel Manor in Hatfield. Right. In Pretoria, in Pretoria where yep. it will be taking place and the date for that so if everyone's writing their dates is the 29th of April. And we'll be having two sessions that day. So we'll be having one for the, the morn, early morning. Uh, they'll be starting at 9 until about 12. Sure. And then our second one will be from 1 until about 4 or depending on how long they keep us busy. And I, I say us because I'm, I'm sure you're also going to be joining us. Well, there I'm, I'm, I'm certainly going to make yeah. an effort to be there. Huh? So for those who have been following us the last few weeks, it's, it's, it's really is going to be about that. It's going to be about Mr. X. It's going to be about understanding where he came from, a little bit more detail as to what he what what his purpose is, and then specific strategies on how to get Mr. X to work with us instead of against us. And I really invite all our listeners and everyone to come and join. It's going to be um, an amazing moment. Uh, um, well, amazing learning. We because of of all the costs incurred to us, we are going to be putting a small charge on it, but it's really very minimal and. Um, I think that what we're going to do is we're probably going to announce by next week, Wednesday, exactly how people that would like to attend can do so and where they can get their tickets from. And we'll have all of those details for you next week, Wednesday. But the good news for tonight is that it is definitely going ahead. I think it's going to be the first of its kind in wow. South Africa. Yeah. And I think it's going to be the start of a great movement of helping people to start focusing on something more positive uh, in this in this country. Well, I've got to tell you that I, I've received a lot of people writing to me to say, listen, if you guys are going to have this uh, this um, seminar, I'm in. Yeah. So those of you who've written to me and you know who you are, uh, it appears that uh, the seminar of how do you talk to Mr. X, and I believe it's still under that whole theme of changing your thinking in order for you to change your circumstances. Absolutely, and, and Mr. X is a large part of that. And on yep. also to mention, there's a lot of parents who emailed me who asked if they could bring their teenage children with them. Yep. I highly recommend it. I always say, I wish I had somebody at at my age, when I was young um, that could have taught me these things. Yeah. So it'll be an amazing day of learning, of of understanding a new level of how we think, and um, it might be the start of much more to come to come in future. But it'll uh, there, there's only ever once be a first, and no. this is going to be the first. I know that we are being recorded right now, even as we speak on um, on our on my Facebook page. So as I always say, that it's radio for the eyes. Um, we will put up the details of the seminar, the cost. Is there a cost? Yeah, look, I think the cost we got, we've, we've decided on will be 200 Rand for a ticket. You're right. And that'll cover everything that you need for the day. Okay. All right. So we'll put in there the, the date, the times, the venue, and all of those things. I'll put them onto uh, my Facebook page. And, 
And I'm looking forward to it. I really am looking forward to this. And I know that a lot of people have been looking forward to having, I suppose, a closer sort of contact yeah. with you. And, and it's talk because about of the people things. listening yeah. uh, on your show that we're having this. Sure. I mean, if we opened up to the possibility and we had so many numerous people that were that wanted this, that we decided to do it. All right. So so we'll put up all those <coughs> details as we go along. And uh, I'm sure that uh, we'll be able to announce those details even uh, through on other shows that I'll be having. I'll, I'll try and get that information from you and uh, put it out there. Thank you. All right, so what are we doing tonight? Yeah, tonight we're revisiting a <coughs> topic, as you said, from last year that was a very popular feature. If you remember last year, we had Bedeen Beckett, who is the owner of Envision Coaching, and she has a new qualification to add to, to her previous one. She is now an international accredited Gallup Strengths Coach. Wow. And she is one of a handful of people in the world that, are, that have that accreditation. And... Um, it's all about strengths again and identifying your strengths. If you remember last year, I think the one thing that surprised me and you the most was we always believed the strength was something you're good at. Yeah. And Bedinan shared with us then, no, strength is something which fulfills you and makes you feel, feel, feel good instead of bad and negative and instead of draining your energy at uplift you. So we decided we wanted to continue down that vein, especially around the area of uh, one of the most important qualities, Aubrey, that you can have in the workplace and looking for a job uh, is confidence. You know, you can have 20 people all with the same skill sit, sit, sitting in front of you. And it's that one person that just has that confidence that ends up being the person that gets the job. Yeah. We have a lot of, as you remember, our late night fellowship program, which we started with last year and which we're continuing with this, this year. And we'll be giving some feedback on that. Um, as soon as we've all gotten together again. Yeah. Uh, we were also talking about the importance of how you sell yourself and, and, and it all comes down to confidence. So, so Bedin is going to be going through how strengths and identifying and knowing your strength leads to, to confidence and how to operate it at a, at a, at a full strength level. So Have you had a chance to stop and think about what your strengths are? What are your character traits? What, what are your skills uh, that are perhaps connected to those character traits are? Have you stopped and actually thought about that and how you can sharpen those in order for you to be more effective in your workplace, in your relationships, wherever it might be? I'd like for you to give us a call on 011-883-0702 as I welcome Bird Dean Beckett, InVision Coaching Director and internationally accredited Gallup Strength Coach. Bedeen? Good evening to you and thanks for having for coming uh, again once more. Really appreciate it. Oh, good evening, Aubrey, and thank you, Stan and Aubrey, for having me. Our first, this, the, 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 the first time we had a show that went for an hour and a half on this particular show yes. was with your show. And I, I remember you had somebody that you were coaching on that day. I can't remember what her name is, a very dynamic lady. Um, and you guys were talking about the whole issue of strength. That hour, that show went on for one and a half hours and we've been inundated with, with emails from people saying, we need to go back. We need to go and think about that again. We need to get Berdeen back. So thank you very much for taking s some time out of your very busy schedule at this time of the evening <laughs> to come and, and talk to us. Thank you very much. I'd like for you to go back once more, yes. just to step yes. back. And remind us again about that aha moment I remember having when you were talking about strengths. 
those strengths that you need to develop in you in order for you to be more effective in whatever area you find yourself. Yes. Care to do that? Yes, absolutely. I think I think you had two ahas that I remember. Oh, well. I must have had a whole and, lot of um, ahas. Yes, yeah? we all had. And the first one was that you can be skilled at something that you absolutely hate doing. So you can be skilled. You could have gone, uh, gone and studied something that is actually not in line with your natural talents, that doesn't give you energy, it drains you, but now you've got the qualification, so you have to do it. You know, I might be an accountant because, yeah, I, I do it well, but actually it drains the living daylights out of me. Yeah. Right? That was the first one. The second one was the strengths-based approach and that it's based on positive psychology. So the question is, what happens if we start looking at what is right with people instead of fixating on what is wrong? So the strengths-based sure. approach is not saying we have to fix our weaknesses. It's saying, hey, guys, let's look at what we're already doing well. Let's build on that because that's where we have the most energy. And then we manage around our weaknesses. Do you remember those those those? Those tapes back yes. in the day. Yes. And many of the young people here don't even know what a tape is. <laughs> yes. But I wish I could, I could press the repeat button on what you just said there. That yes. just just say that again, please. Okay. So this is this is quite important, Aubrey, because you know I found and I've been a coach now for the last ten years, and. I think the old perception and the way of doing things is to say, okay, guys, let's get together. What do we? What are we uh, terrible at? Right? And how do we fix that? How do we go on training after training after training to fix our weaknesses? But that's not where our energy lies. So I'll have my most energy in my sweet spot. When I operate from my strength, um, I can do a lot more than just fixing a weakness. And that's, a, that's definitely a paradigm shift. And that's also where, where um, positive psychology came in from, you know, instead of looking at what's wrong, now we're looking at what is right and how do we build on that. It sounds to me as though it is a school of thinking Absolutely. that has changed from yes. one dispensation to another. Yes. In other words, you're saying to me that there was a time when people wanted to fix the wrongs. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. But no. it slows the process down. Yes. It, 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 it creates a lethargic kind of skilled person. Absolutely. So you're skilled, you can do this thing, yes. but you don't have the energy. You don't feel like doing it because it's not who and what you are. Yeah, it's and you're saying now there is a new dispensationary school of thought that yes. says, no, let's go for the positive thinking. Let's find what you're good at and let's focus on amplifying that. Absolutely. So the, the statistics uh, prove it. Right At the moment, I think South Africa's workforce is only 9% engaged. That's shocking. And the reason, and Gallup did an, a, a worldwide study on <coughs> engagement, worldwide, 18% uh, of people are engaged in the workforce. And they say engagement is going above and beyond, um, doing more than what is expected. Um, and... It's because and I suppose it's because you've got the energy levels. Yes, exactly. Right? Exactly that. So Gallup also, and Gallup did the whole strengths finder assessment. And they said, if people are operating from their strengths, if they start identifying who they really are, not who they are told to be, but who they really are, what are their natural talents, turning it into strengths, they are more engaged, more productive, more successful. So you have a skill. You went to university, you went to the FET college, you got the degree, you got the diploma. 
man, whatever, wherever you got the skill that you have. But is it in line? Is there a congruence between that skill and your personality traits and who you are? That's the question I'm asking. And have you had time to think about that? Have you had time to think about whether or not what you are good at is actually who you are? Do you find yourself to be as engaged as you could be or are you only engaged at that, what, 9% oh, level that 9%. you're talking about? And, and 46% in South Africa is actively disengaged. That means if we're 10 people on a boat, Aubrey, only two in front are rowing, four in the middle are looking at the scenery and the four at the back are actively trying to sink the boat. That's what active disengagement means. And in South Africa, 46% actively disengaged. I've been, I've been you know, messing around. <laughs> messing around is maybe not the right word, but um, I, I've been really getting into the whole idea of or the whole notion of, uh, of being present, mm-hmm. um, being mindful, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, I, and I've seen how a lot of things have changed, just the way that I present my program and all of those kinds of things. But is that what you're talking about when you're saying that when people are skilled in line with who they are, and we'll talk about what that mm-hmm. actually means, who you are, but yes. when people are skilled in line with who they are they are a lot more present a lot more mindful mindful more energy and i would say the definition of a strength they operate from strength and the definition of a strength is near perfect performance near perfect Perfect performance performance. every time so it's not i'm just fixing something that i'm not good at and now or bad at and now i'm not not bad i'm actually excellent in what i do I go above and beyond. I, I am in the flow. I in I the zone. In the zone, um, and I just operate on a different level. And maybe I can give an example, yes. yep. Aubrey. I did my strengths a long time ago, and I realized what I do today plays to my strengths. Would you like me to give you an example of my strengths so you can get an idea sure. of what we're sure. talking about yep. when we're yep. talking about strengths? So what the Gallup Strengths uh, Finder test did for me is it it showed me what my five top strengths are. And every, uh, I think, um, Berlin, can you maybe let us know uh, how many people will have those five top strengths? This is very, and this speaks to that uh, self-confidence. The chances that anyone has your top five in any order is one in 240,000. And even more than that, the chances of anyone having your top five in the order that you got it is one in 33 million. Wow. So that means that you are a very unique individual. You're very unique in the way that you're composed. You might not be unique in the sense that you have those traits, but the way that they are, uh, they are are configured in you. Is what makes exactly. you exactly so. Let me yeah. give you an example of my five. Okay? Yeah, so just so people can have an idea. Number one for me was ideation, which means that one of my top strengths is coming up with new ideas. Yeah, okay. Second one is communication, so it's important. I mean, that that I, I would venture if you had to do your war, communication would be very high. So, communication, I'm scared of doing stuff. Like <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk you about might why, find out yeah. that you're doing the wrong thing. Right. <laughs> My third one is connectedness. So that would mean that I'm, I have the ability in my mind to connect different topics and put them together. And I think that's where Mr. X and all of these things were born from that type yeah. of a mind. The fourth one is futuristic. So I have the ability to to understand how what we do today affects what we're going to do tomorrow. And then the last one, luckily that one is in there and that's an activator, <laughs> which means I don't just come up with ideas. I'm able to put those ideas to use. Now, when I saw those five strengths, I realized that what I was doing for the first time, I could understand why I was 
become so much more successful at it than anything else I'd ever done before because everything I do now plays to those five strengths. I'm in an environment where I'm able to come up with ideas all the all the time. I'm able to communicate those ideas. I'm able to make different connections to activate on it. So that is why I will do very well in that field. In the same way, what Berlin is saying here is that if every person can identify their strengths, that'll lead them much to a much better understanding of firstly what what they're best at and what they should be doing and if they start doing that as we said as i said in the beginning the confidence levels will will, will start to rise my guest is burdine uh, beckett uh, the director of envision coaching and we're talking about some of uh, the issues that have to do with identifying your inner strengths and uh, i suppose the most important part of this conversation thus far for me is i suppose a change in paradigm uh, in the way that uh, people approach self-development that let's not focus on fixing your weaknesses but rather focus on enhancing your strengths and the question for me is have you had time to even think in that direction have you come to the point where you understand that when you work within that zone that is part of your strengths you're more energized you're more engaged you're more present you're more uh, you're more mindful of things and you're therefore able to do things over and above what is expected what did you call it near perfect performance huh? That's it. so give me a call if you are perhaps thinking about those kinds of things at this point uh, perhaps you are involved in a particular job you are skilled at it but you feel lethargic you don't want to be there give us a call perhaps the dean can say something to you that can just shift the gears a little bit so that you can perhaps uh, uh, realize that potential that you know exists i, I i'm thinking Bedeen, that mm-hmm. the reason why people feel like they are not living up to what they expect of themselves is because somewhere in them they know they could be doing better absolutely i think we all know yeah that's why we have that dissatisfaction and somewhere in us we we, i also believe we have that spirit in us that wants to grow wants to be more do more wants to show up but in our unique way and i think too often we are told who to be and what to do um, and maybe just some self-reflection can, you know, can show us who we really are, and then we operate from that. All right. So we're, lots of people asking me how people can get in touch with you, Stanley, uh, with regards to the seminar on SMS. So yeah, we'll maybe, talk about maybe that. Maybe we'll again, just again. get that out. That's good, All right. Yeah. Well, very, very important. But uh, please give us a call on 011-883-0702. Your strengths. Have you had time to perhaps even identify them? Have you perhaps spoken to somebody who is like Berdeen and has helped you identify those strengths, those 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 traits, those characteristics about yourselves that if just tweaked a little bit, if identified just a little bit, perhaps could uh, uh, could could make you grow in leaps and bounds in as far as what you're doing at this point. Let's take a break. By the way, you can uh, see this conversation, see this conversation, not just hear it. You can literally see it on my Facebook page, Aubrey Masango. And of course, uh, uh, keep listening to 702. Uh, we'll take a break now. And when we come back, we continue with the conversation. Lots of calls starting to come through. 702. 702. Call us on 011 883 0702. All right. Uh, the, on, on Twitter, Lawrence says to me, I have a diploma in tourism and now I'm 27. I'm trying to get into the film industry. I'm following my passion, says uh, Lawrence. Let me quickly read you some of the SMSs uh, that you that have come through. 
somebody says, uh, good evening, Aubrey. Can you please ask Stanley if he can have a copy of his book? Okay. Uh, more people asking about the seminar. Stanley, so I'm, I'm sure you're going to have to uh, go back to that issue. But uh, I was saying now, to as, as the calls start coming in, we'll take a few more calls in a few moments' time. I was saying to you now, Aberdeen, that I, I was involved in a, in a previous life. I was involved and I was involved as a director in, in, in a national company. I was doing well financially. Far better than what I'm doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing very well financially. Um, yes. And, and, uh, and uh, I suppose I had all of the trappings of success. Mm. You know, and I call them trappings quite literally because they, they mm. were trappings. Nice house, cars, you know, the, the whole story. But I wasn't happy. And I was yeah. good at what I was doing. I was, you know, I was in the sales business. I suppose, yeah, yeah I'll always be there. But... But I was, I was doing very well, but I was deeply unhappy, deeply unhappy. I, I quickly relate to your story. I remember one night coming back from a party and whatever all of that means. Right? <laughs> I won't ask you about yeah. that. <laughs> best, best you don't. I remember looking at a mirror and I couldn't see my reflection. That's how unhappy I was. I'm, I was standing in front of the mirror and I could see the rest of the room behind me reflected in the mirror, but I couldn't see myself in the mirror. I literally couldn't see. Of course, the next day I had to go and, I, I, well, I did. I did go and resign and, and, and it, was a, it was bad. It was, it, it was a whole bad thing for my family. And all. But I think a lot of people find themselves in that situation. And I think that's what you're talking to, to those people that find themselves deeply, deeply wounded and empty yeah. in the place that they find themselves now. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Absolutely. I think who we are is our, our natural talents, right, is so close to our purpose. And I think if we ignore who we really are, what really makes us come alive, and we go with what society tells us to be, to do, and to have, yeah. Especially, I want to emphasize that to have. Yeah. We have to have the car. We have to have the house. We have to have the the token wife. Absolutely, the token, husband. token wife, yeah. token husband, two and a half kids. You know, um, and if we do that, we miss who we are. We don't stand up for who we are. We don't express who we are. And for the first time, for me, what I found, and I see it in my clients, um, giving them their their strengths finder or their their results is like showing them a piece of who they are that that they were fearfully and wonderfully put together, yeah. right? And that's so close to their purpose. And once they start um, acting in line with those talents, reveal them, use them, practice them, develop them, they become more of who they are and they shine. You know, the same, I have the same story as you almost. I didn't maybe make that much money, but I was a lawyer, very unhappy, um, on the brink of burnout lawyer because I was not operating from my sweet spot. Right, so I have the same story. And then I found coaching, my number one talent is activator. So that stands number five. Um, I activate potential in people. I do it if you pay me or not. I do it when I speak to someone standing in line in the, in the grocery store, right? I activate that potential. I can't stop myself. And that is you what it means. You can't stop yourself. Yeah, I can't. I'm unstoppable. Somebody stop me. <laughs> Or All right, <laughs> give us a call. Number one eight eight three zero seven zero two. Lots of calls coming through. Um, uh, I don't know how you because there's lots of calls coming through. So what I want to do, perhaps, is take one, two, three calls per uh, uh, go. And if you can, uh, Badin, just make some notes and maybe you can answer questions in themes. Uh, but please give us a call. Double one eight eight three zero seven zero two. We've done it before. We've done this show. 
uh, with Bedin for one and a half hours before. So, you know, hey, maybe we'll do it again. But let's take a call from Solly in Leondale. Hi, Solly. Hi, Bra- Opry and your guests. Yeah, hi, Brasoli. Go ahead. What is on your mind, yeah, sir? Man, yeah, I, I think what your guests are teaching, it is so true, profound. And uh, what what is robbing us uh, from who we ought to be. Yep. It is also the system, because of the system, it emphasizes that in order for one to survive, yeah. you have to have the means of income. Yeah. So that is why today you've got people who are police because of the forms are out and then you want to apply, just apply. So someone applies and then due to luck and then it becomes one of the police police officers, for an example. Yeah. But that person knows very well that he, 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 he ought not to be the police officer. Yeah. But due to the system that is robbing us of, of who we are. Yeah, of, so of, 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 that, of, that, that, of that deep identity, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Because I believe that you've got uh, lots of Mother Teresa in, in this world, but uh, they are scared because of their thinking of the, 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 the need of income Indeed. because of the system. And for that, that, in order for you to survive, you need to have some Sorry. sort of uh, form of income. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you there, sir. Thank you very much for your call. Much appreciated. Uh, Matthews in Douglasdale. Hi, Matthews. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Matthew. Go ahead. Hello, coming sales, and uh, I think that the best expression of this whole paradigm is I'm a successful sales guy who's a director, manager, salespeople, and I think the problem is we try and bury salespeople in stuff they're not good at, like admin, um, yep. and and just doing doing the wrong things. So for me, I'm good at closing deals. Yeah, that's what I'm good at. Yeah, and so I've actually built a sales team where I can spend virtually 100% of my time closing, closing yeah. and the rest of the time I've got people taking care of the rest so I don't worry about the admin and I don't get I don't my energy levels have to be optimum and your your other um, person spoke about near perfection performance and I think that's only possible if your energy levels are maximum yeah and so if you are involved in activities that drain your 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 energy levels or your enthusiasm, you're never going to perform at the at near perfection. And I think a lot of sales companies are guilty of basically limiting people by taking a short term view. So if I'm a salesperson and I achieve my targets, then they up the targets by twenty five percent or fifty percent. Yep. And they they kill you because their view is their accountant's view is well if I make this guy work harder every day he'll make more money yep. but it actually doesn't work like sure. that because if you if make, make the guy work so hard that he doesn't enjoy it then actually he's ne- not going to make the money sure he's his creativity is stifled and sapped and also you know what Matthew I, I, I relate a lot to what you are talking about because I did similar things to what you were I had a similar profile and uh, I also was a closer I was you know I, I wasn't your best prospector I wasn't your best um, and as the sales process became a science, you know, because I think we, we now come to, we've now come to a place where we understand that sales isn't just, you know, the guy with the nice smile and the, 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 the quick one-liners. It's actually a science. You can actually literally predict it like you can build a house kind of thing. 
that we're beginning to understand that there are guys that are better at closing and you're saying that you're that guy. You can close better than you can prospect. Uh, and, and how's that work for your company? How's your company reacted to that? No, my company's been great. My shareholders are fantastic. Yep. Um, they've left me alone to do my own thing. I, I get the results. And one of the things is there's a TED talk by a guy called Simon Sinek yep. um, called The Golden Circle. And that so simple, but it changed my life, is that if you're not selling from a why, then you're not selling. Yep. So if you're just selling something that you don't believe in and there's no why, sure. what is your purpose? Absolutely. So what, are you, what are you trying to do for your customers? What are you yeah. trying to... Where are you trying to add value? Because if you're not adding value... Absolutely. Then, what, then you can't believe what you're selling. Matthew, it's not sustainable. I'm going to stop you there. Thank you very much for your call. Yeah, we should have a whole conversation about sales. <laughs> Absolutely. Selling from the why. That word purpose is coming yes. back again. It's yes. interesting. Let me speak to uh, Bontlen Mabopane. Hi, Bontlen. Hi, Aubrey. Hey. This is speaking. How are you doing, Bontlen? Good, and you? Very well. Very, very, very well. What's on your mind, Bontlen? No, I just want to say I I was fortunate enough to understand who I am at an early age. So when I started working, I knew very well that I was very good with people. So my studies, I went for PR and I did a customer service. Yeah. And I'm in a gaming industry. I'm on operation. I'm on a front line. Yeah. And I just enjoy working with people. Yes. And I'm also good at... I'm a good communicator. I share information and I can I'm hear able it. to, yeah, and in terms of my staff, yeah. I'm able to observe and quickly know, uh, I'm able to know who's good at what. Yeah. So even when I allocate tasks, I don't just give a task. I give according to their strengths because I know that by giving uh, based on their strengths, eh, they execute quickly and they will execute with faith. But, but how, how, do you, how do you identify those strengths? How do you look at the people that work with you, that work for you, and identify the strengths so that you can relieve them? And, and, and it's quite interesting that you are using the same sort of approach that Badin is talking about here, that leave those things that they are weak at and concentrate on the things that they're strong uh, in. Is that, is that your approach and how do you identify them? Because of most of them, I've worked with them for a very long time. So when I give a task, firstly, I explain how I want it to be done. And once they've done that task, I look at it, I give a feedback. And there are those whereby you must take them step by step. There are those who will get it first time and crack it. So every time I know this one, when coming to steps, I divert to this person. When coming to... Uh, uh, in terms of maybe a document, this one is very good. So I don't just do random. Yeah. I give according to what they are good at. Brilliant. And second thing is, in terms of, I'm very good in interacting with people. So I can go to an event not knowing anyone. I get in there. I'm not afraid to go to the front if I have to speak or give a speech. No problem. A woman after in. my own heart. Buntle, I'm, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go, my darling, but great call. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for the call. Let's quickly take one more call before we let Badin um, uh, re- reply to some of the calls. Dumi Show in uh, Rustenburg. Hi. Hello, Aubrey. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, sir. How are you doing? I'm superb. Excellent. I go seem it. to be having the same problem because I'm actually 
mechanical fitter assistant uh, now, but I'm not enjoying what I'm doing currently. I think it's actually the guilt of the colonialism that we had uh, uh, around the apartheid era. So as in, you have to work to make a success of your future. Yeah. And I just can't identify my strength at the moment. So maybe your guest can help me with that, actually. What, what are you gonna What are you gonna do, Dumitra, if you find out that people that live in countries where there was never any colonialism, for example, or, or apartheid, yeah. are suffering from exactly the same situation that you're talking about? But I think, uh, uh, like uh, colonialism, I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not saying that it didn't contribute. I'm not saying that it didn't. Yeah. But I'm, I'm saying that I'm finding more and more that there are people in countries where there was no so-called colonialism or, or apartheid or imperialism that are suffering yeah. from the same reality that you've just described. Is there room to perhaps think that it is, uh, it has more to do than, I think the first caller said that the system that we live in. That, mm, yeah, yeah the, the, I think yeah, yeah. the financial system. Yeah. Actually, I think maybe the, the, the room that we got uh, in the olden days that you can you don't get the opportunities to run around yeah, your yeah, situation yeah, around yeah yeah to me so let's let's hear what is. let's hear what Badin has to say but thanks very much for your call much appreciated to me show in rustenburg listen lots more calls coming through please uh, send them through on 0118830702 but the, a similar theme seems to be coming out uh, um Badin, uh, conditions that we find ourselves in for example uh, this tweet says, Sonobile uh, Spidele says, Some of us were lured by bursaries because of poverty b- background. We end up choosing wrong career paths. Uh, I have first hand experience. Uh, and he says, Very frustrating. So there is uh, the narrative that says that my background, the where I come from, colonialism, apartheid, I don't know, wh- wh- whatever the story is that uh, you may have uh, been a victim of or perceived victim of or whatever the story is is the reason why we find ourselves in there. The system, for example, uh, that, that was one um, theme. But there is also the question around, can I make money out of that which I am happy with? Um, so I'm hearing the first call saying that there are a lot of Mother Teresa's out there. Uh, like I think Mother Teresa's great and everything, but you know I might want to drive the Merc, right? <laughs> you know what <laughs> yes. I mean. So what what I'm trying to say is that is it possible to find that that inner strength mm-hmm. and the vocation connected to it and make money and still be happy? Can you have it all? I suppose is the question that some people are going to be asking out there. And, and then of course that whole issue of uh, how to identify those um, those strengths so that we can then push people to gravitate towards those strengths yes we have a lot to talk about a lot to talk about and <laughs> lots of calls yeah. still there yeah so firstly i want to say is it possible absolutely yes i you are an example i'm an example um and and we have to look at people that have different values yeah like for you even the money wasn't enough Right. As a very unhappy lawyer, I could have worked myself to death and the money wasn't enough for me. There was something else inside my heart screaming to get out. So I want to say to Solly first, you know, we can, I'm a coach, you know, I always say two things or something I hate more than an excuse 
is a good excuse, yeah. right? And uh, uh, looking at the past, we can say, yes, it's a good excuse for where, where I am today. But right now we can make a different choice. So right now I can say, okay, that was the past. What do I choose today? How do I go forward? And I think that's also what you and Stan um, and Stanley do with the program of changing the thinking, right? We can change our thinking we, We've today. had a, a lot of conversations around what is the difference between an excuse and a reason? Oh, good uh, we've one. had that, that conversation and perhaps Stanley as we close we'll go back to that issue but yes. I, I hear what you're saying yes. and an excuse doesn't necessarily be, have to be divorced from the truth absolutely you know I mean the fact is that we'll talk about that but, but it is a reason that is very connected to the truth but is debilitating rather than, yes. than encouraging and, 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 and buoying if, if, if I could say that but, yeah. but please go ahead and, yeah? and I want to share Aubrey I I I grew up, we we grew up very poor. Um, You know, I had to, I think at a very young age, I realized that what's going to differentiate me between other people is I thought my personality because I thought in my seven-year-old mind that that's something that can't burn down. You know, the other expensive houses, that can burn down, but but my personality, that's something that can last, so I have to work on that. Songs have been written about that. Yeah, yeah? And, and I was seven years old. I had student loans for Africa. I paid... I paid it off for 10 years. Yeah. But there was still something in me that said, I am not giving in to this because then I'm going to die. Yeah. And I didn't want to die. So I believe we all have that little flickering of hope. That's why we have these calls. Yeah. So that's the first thing. So we have to look at the different values. Um, the second thing, I just want to, Matthews and um, Boothley, I want to just acknowledge them for the way that they are um, dealing with their teams. So, you know, another myth is, if we want to be a leader or if we, we, we're the boss or the manager, that we have to be everything. Yeah. We have to be able to do everything. But what, what the strengths approach is actually saying is that um, not to be a well-rounded leader, but to surround yourself with a well-rounded team. And in order to do that, we have to know where we are strong and where we are weak. And where I am weak, you might be strong. And that's yeah. where interdependence come in. Yeah, yeah. I saw it downstairs on the wall written at the bottom it's one of our value value systems yes, here. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. Interdependence. It means I'm st- where I'm strong, or when I'm weak, I can rely on you. That's where I'm vulnerable, and I just want to you know acknowledge them for the way that they're doing it. I I can, um, I, I've had some experiences with companies now where we also worked with their sales team, where the one guy had a maximizer. Right, he wanted to go for the big deals, but his manager was was saying, no, you have to go for the small deals. And just by knowing the different talents, knowing where their energy is, she could manage that better. And it changes their results. So, um, yes, I think we can have it all. Some, some indicators. So, so if you clues to talent, right? Um, and a talent times investment makes up the strength. And the raw material. So if, if it's something like, uh, uh, if you... Th- Think a lot about something, if you're interested in, in it, if you talk a lot about it, if there's a yearning to a certain subject. So Bruce also said um, she loves interacting with people. That's her yearning. Now put her behind a computer It'll and kill her. it will kill her, right? So that's a, a clue to talent, yearning. The next one, rapid learning. So something that I pick up very quickly, it, it, it gives you a clue that maybe you're operating from your strength there. Then flow. So when, it's, when things are just seamless, you know, those things that you do where time just flies Flow, by. Yeah. Yes. And before you see an hour and a half has gone by yeah. and you don't even know that. Yeah. That's another clue to talent. Yeah. 
also we have glimpses of excellence. So it might be that first time that she went on the stage without any skills and she opened her mouth and it was a great conversation that, or uh, something Listen, that we, came we, out we of need it. To, we need to uh, uh, postpone this discussion to okay. the next hour. Please, if you can just stay with me yes, just for a few minutes because I've still got so many calls still coming. And hey, you can still send us your calls on 011 We need to pay the rent because, you know, we need to pay the rent. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm here with uh, Bernadine Beckett and we're talking about your strengths, working from that, that strong place in your uh in your being i suppose oh somebody uh, saying please repeat that whole thing about excuses versus reasons we'll try and do that in the second hour of the show let's take a break know your rights use them responsibly lead sa online smartphone dstv channel 856 and on 92.7 and 106 fm this is 702 well, it's five minutes after midnight and uh, we're going to be continuing with a conversation with Bernadine Beckett, Envision Coaching Director and internationally accredited Gallup's Strengths Coach. We are talking about finding and understanding your character traits that are going to assist you uh, to be at a point where and at a place where you can be able to achieve those near perfect performances in your work life, in your relationship. Can, can I say that, Bernadine? Yes. In your relationships, Absolutely. in your finances, in every aspect of your life, I'm, I'm getting the sense is what you're saying. Yeah, to us. anywhere where you have to show up, yeah. where you have to engage, yeah. I, it always, most of the time, it comes down to also the relationships, right? Yeah. Uh, I think most clients, even if I do corporate work, they take this home because yeah. that's who they are. Yeah. You cannot uh, separate, uh, separate yeah. yourself from who you are. Yeah. Yeah. You are who you are. Yes. 011-883-0702. I'm going to take just a few more calls and then uh, we'll allow you to uh, finalize and wrap up. But I've got to say this to you that on SMS, on Twitter, everybody's saying you've got to have Bernadine back here again. Can I put you in a corner and say, will you come back again? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> uh, let me re just read some of the SMSs and tweets that have come through. Uh, I did read this one uh, to you, and I think maybe you might want to deal with this one, uh, Berdine. Uh, Komoto Mahoro says, I'm about to make the biggest decision of my life, and I'm just afraid that if I do enroll into a tertiary uh, um, institution, I might make the wrong career choice. How do you help me with that? Uh, and uh, again, that whole issue of Sonobile Spaitile says some of us were lured by bursaries because of poverty background. We end up choosing wrong career paths. I have first-hand experience. Uh, very frustrating. I think I, I, can, I, can, I can relate to that. And I suppose it connects uh, Bedin to that question about what is the difference between an excuse and a reason. And perhaps we'll uh, go into that. Maybe Stanley can help us out with that one. Dumi Makajela, who's a coach, because he says, uh, because he's, uh, uh, I, I, I think he is. Uh, Dumi, perhaps you could uh, give us a call and let us know. But he's a coach too. And he says, uh, uh, great show. What elements of strength finder tools can be introduced early in life? For example, at school, uh, asks Dumi. Uh, and uh, of course, um, yeah. And all of these uh, uh, tweets coming through, I think Dumi also says, as we grow mature and deepen self-knowledge, we discover new inner strength. Which ones are ultimate? And I suppose by ultimate, he also means which ones are permanent? Uh, do they change as we change those strengths? 
uh, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts around that. But uh, more calls coming through on 11 Emilio McQueen says, you were talking about Popomole for dancing Sigiza after Prasa bought. Oh, yeah, that's what I was just talking about. Uh, I see people are listening to, to, to what I say. Yeah, I was talking about Popomole who was reinstated after he'd been fired by Dipuo Peters, the former minister of... Uh, of transport and uh, and I thought to myself this guy must be dancing the sigiza somewhere. Well, if you don't know what the sigiza is, that's what it was. Look at Mshulos, he'll teach you a thing or two about doing the sigiza. Leratumanyati says, mind uh, midnighting with Aubrey and his informative guests, the Beckett's uh, strength and channeling them to help you to get to greatness. All right, so those are some of the things coming through. Uh, Pumi says, very important topic, topic, Aubrey. Some parents do not approve of some careers, ending up choosing careers for their children. And I think that's so dangerous, and it's so true what Pumi is uh, pointing out there. But what do I do? What do we do? Do we want to perhaps quickly go to the lines uh, and then perhaps ask Stanley to help us out with a definition or an understanding of the difference between... can I, yep. can I suggest maybe maybe because at the break Bedin explained so nicely about that, especially that question, am I studying or am I going to mm. go and study in the wrong direction? Maybe she can just quickly answer that. Right. I think it sure. would be okay. powerful. Yeah. yeah, I think that's an important one because mm. now everybody might sit there and think, oh my goodness, I'm in the wrong place. Yep. You know, everything is bad about my work. Yep. No, firstly, we need to check our attitudes, right? Our thinking about our current circumstances. But I would say to Kohomotsu, he... Uh, um, why why are you studying what you've chosen what is your drive do you have some interest in it and then something to know about the strengths it doesn't necessarily tell you what to go and study but it tells you how you would go about doing that job so for example um, i studied law i have a learner strength and i love learning i love the process of learning luckily (laughs) i had it because law is a lot of work to do Um, But when I practiced law as an attorney, I was never seeing clients. I only did paperwork, which drained me completely. My strength was one-on-one with people, working with people, going deep, um, interacting with people, making a connection and doing it because I do it for them. But I had no interaction almost with people. It was just paperwork. Mm. So if I knew back then what I know now, I would have said, no, guys, I'm also a strategist. I'm also a futuristic thinker and I also have ideation. Let me assist with the brainstorming of where this legal firm is going. That's where I contribute. I'll still get my work done, but I get my energy from operating from my strength. So I would say if you've made a decision on what you're going to study, just ask yourself, why are you doing it? Is it is it purely because maybe you think that's where you're going to make money? Or do you have some interest? Is there some yearning to do it? Is there some glimpses of you coming alive when you talk about it? What do you talk about? Is it in line with what you're going to yeah. study? Then at least you're on the right track and then you can discover your talents and, and find out what your strengths are to say, okay, now how do I approach it? How do I approach my studies? How do I approach the way I do things? I've just had an epiphany about something and I, and I don't want to say it now because okay. it's going to, so I'm going to cross my little fingers so that I remember it. Okay. Um, but uh, I hope Komoto gets value in that. But really it's not always so. the what. It's also the why and the how. Yes. Huh? Exactly. All right. Give us a call at 118830702. Uh, Michael in Kempton Park. Hi. Hi. Good morning to you, Aubrey. How are you I'm morning? good, thanks. This is Michael Freddy. Yes. Hey, yes, Michael. Yes. How's it, man? 
Very well, very, yeah, very excellent. well. Go for okay, it. Okay, just, just a quick one for your guest. Um, I started off uh, a trade as a hydraulic fitter. Went into internal cells in the industrial power transmission. Okay, you know basically my background. I'm now in my 60s, and if people want me to do work, what category would she put me in? I basically, uh, if I give me a drawing to do welding and things like that, I get very excited and I put all my effort into the work that I do. Um, and it is, uh, I am prospering at the moment, yeah. uh, but as, it's just a matter of interest. What, what category can I, can I sort of put in brackets, put myself into? And another thing is um, I've got a phobia about when people want to help me that when they put gloves on wanting to do uh, basically manual labor, I have 10 cadenzas. Why is that? I'll listen on air. Michael, thanks very much for your call. Much appreciated. See Paul in Soshanguve. Hi. Hi, Aubrey. Yeah, hi. See Paul, how's it, man? I'm good, thanks. And yeah, you? go for it. I'm very well, thank you, sir. What, what, you, what is you, on your mind? You, you, still, you still owe me. Yeah, you know, I still... The six people, people listen to 702 and they, they couldn't find me anyway. <laughs> oh, we, we were supposed to be together last week, right? Yeah. Oh, all right. I'm, I'm sure. I'm oh. sure. I'm sure. Our, I'm sure our producers have organized no, another no, day. Nothing did tell me. All right, hundred percent. Okay, yeah, great. I'm, I'm still waiting for that. Absolutely. All right, go ahead, Sipo. Thanks for having me, Aubrey. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to greet your your guest. Yeah. Uh, you know, it is. Uh, yeah, it is stimulating. The reason why I called, because I'm busy with my dissertation here. Mm. The reason why I called, you know, to have young people being motivators like that, you know, it made me feel a little bit guilty, you know, because I was supposed to be the one who was doing that job. You know, I, I, I taught for five years in, in Polokwane at Quiki High School. You know, and then I was one of the teachers who was exercising corporal punishment like Nobody else in that school. Oh, oh Because, you know, I matriculated at Mamelodi High School. You know, Mr. Tufi was, and I was a school prefect. You know, and so now the only way of My parents were at that life. school, by the way. Yeah? Both my parents were at Mamelodi High School. Yeah, I know, I know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I was in Mrs. Kosana's choir, you know. Yeah. You know, we thought nobody could beat us on the Indian choral music. Yeah. Now, now I, 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 I worked as a teacher for five years. When Mandela said children should no longer be punished, that's what the principal was like, going. I can't teach a child without punishing the child. <laughs> because I started teaching in 91. 92, I got an award of being the best accounting teacher in the BOA. 92. Three, I got the best, uh, out of being the best accounting economics teacher in Lemoa, 94 best accounting teacher yeah, in Lemoa. Yeah, 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 yeah. And as I am, I'm having five chartered accountants who are working and qualified, you know. So now, you, you, you know, in, in life, you know, I, I, I wanted to be an accountant when I met school. You know, only find that, you know, that education there, I didn't do much material. I didn't know that math was a, was a prerequisite to, to be called. So no, I went to the University of Portchester to study theology. I never thought of studying theology because that was the only opportunity that I could I got yeah. to study at the university. I studied the Greeks and the Hebrews, the philosophies, the anthropologies, and all. Yeah. So now, as I, when I went to the north, 
I went there, I did an honors in philosophy. Then after that, I, I, my, my, my wife conceived, then I started working. In, you, know, you know, in life, in life, that you, you don't do, um, one of the callers was saying, hey, apartheid, what, what, what. You know, you can do what you don't intend to do, but at the end, you end up being good in that. Because I did a master's in techniques in theology. I'm doing a master's in Geneva also in theology, you know, in on mental illness and justice. Yeah. So now I'm, because I've lived with mental illness for maybe three years. I'm passionate about mental illness. I've yeah. got an organization on mental illness. Yeah. I'm having a ticket. I'll do my PhD also on mental illness. Yeah. No? Yeah. I, I'm, I've, I've enrolled with the one university in London. I was starting June to do an MBA. Yeah. So now, People don't understand. People will say, just because I'm having this disability, I cannot do this. Yeah. Because I'm living in this condition, I cannot. Mm, mm, I, I never paid even a penny for all the degrees, sure. all the universities I've studied in. Simple. And people keep on making students. Yeah. No, I, we don't have money. No, no, I, I, I hear you. Let, 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 me, let, me, let me stop you there because I need to take just one more call so that we can allow... Uh, um, Bernadine to to to, Bernadine to to leave. Otherwise, uh, she's not going to be able to get home on time. But uh, thank you very much for your call on SMS. How do I tap into my strengths? Asks Danny. I find myself at thirty years and still feeling like I need to find my purpose. That word again, purpose. Uh, I want to remind you, Bernadine, uh, and that's from Danny. And then Komoto uh, Siabelo says, I used to make lots of money doing what I hate. Now I'm broke doing what I love says Komoto Siabel, and I think a lot of us um, can relate to that. And I suppose it's the same question that I asked uh, in the previous hour to say, can you do what you love and still make a lot of money uh, and be uh, happy in other aspects of your life? Let's take one more call from Tabo in Johannesburg. Hi, Tabo. Hi, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Tabo. Um, fine, thanks. Uh, first time caller. Thank you very um, much, Tabo. Welcome. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to ask because... Currently, um, I currently work as a consultant, but then I studied something else. I worked as a business consultant. I studied environmental studies. Yeah. And then now I find myself being excited most of the time when I work around numbers. So I wanted to do a career change yeah. and study something like applied mathematics and statistics and stuff like that. And I suppose that's probably one of the clues that uh, Berdine was talking about as to how do you find those... Uh, inner strengths is when you when something excites you, even things like numbers. Hey, Tabo? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, funny enough, uh, I used to be naughty in class, you know, and yeah. then I thought about teaching maths, but then I thought about myself when I was still in class. Like, right now. But 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 th- there's an affinity that you have with with numbers. Now that's very strange to me. You got to understand that that Tabo. But I know that you know there are people like you who. We have a good relationship with numbers. I don't, right? But but when you deal with numbers, something happens for you. You love that, right? Yeah, no. When I deal with numbers, you know, I just like working them yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, somebody said to me once about numbers. He said that they're not like people. They don't lie. <laughs> not, no, I, what I've learned is that numbers can actually lie. Oh, my God. All right, all right. That's another paradigm shift. That's another conversation altogether. But thanks very much for your call. Much appreciated. Bedeen? Yes. uh, Let me quick... Okay, I'll tell you about my epiphany at the end because it's something that I want to uh, throw forward for the conversation that I'd like to have going forward. Yeah? Okay, perfect. So the first one, uh, the the question about... I I just want to quickly say 
that you can do. There's an assessment called Strengths Explorer that kids can do up until the age of 16. And from 16 upwards, they can do the proper full Strengths Finder assessment. So that that question. There was another question that asked, do my strengths change, right? So uh, strength is made up of talent. That's the raw material of strength. Talent is defined as your natural patterns of thinking, feeling, and behaving. Your archetypal sort of behavior? Yes. Yep. And that those patterns are hereditary or environmental. Like, and it's, it's set, I think the research has shown that they could spot these talents in kids as young as four. So by the age of four, five, six, you can already see the natural strings or talents in kids. But, but, but it doesn't before change. you continue, the, the, the question was asked in this way, and I thought, yes. and I think maybe I'd like to ask it again so that I get a little bit more clarity. Yes. He was suggesting that person, people change, circumstances change. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes we, we change because of revelations about life that we had. I discover a new thing that I used to hold a particular um, opinion about. Uh, my, 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 my assumptions about life change, mm-hmm. and, and they change the way that my worldview was, changes the way that I think, the way that I behave. Yes. That is a given. People change. Yes. I think that, that that is what he was saying. But does that mean that those archetypal yeah no, those archetypal um, traits that are about who you are mm. do they change no wow so can i can i use wow, an okay, example okay, that's big though, yeah hey? that's a big one because uh, i've got a, a, a strength intellection yeah. right it means i process inward i have to think for me Thinking is synonymous with doing. Like Stanley has communication where he processes outwards. He has to talk and that's how he I'm, thinks. I'm very much like that yes. too. Yeah. I don't need anyone to talk to. I can sit by myself for hours and think. Yeah. Right. And I have to think inside. Now, I look back at being a little girl. That was my favorite thing to do, going to sit in the garden and just think. But when I was a, an attorney, I never made time for that. And that's why I started feeling flustered. Yeah. I thought I was lazy if I just sit around and 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 do nothing but that has just become stronger and now that I know my talents I allow myself that time and I'm more productive because I use my thinking time constructively so that's an example of a natural talent thinking the way that we process thoughts enjoying your own company well yeah sometimes I don't know if I enjoy all my thoughts but I'm processing (laughs) it and I'm thinking about it and looking at it from all kinds of angles but I think deeply about stuff and that has always been there yeah uh, that doesn't change. So, but, you, you, but you see how, how big that is? I yeah, mean, it's huge. If, if, if it is true yes. that there are certain aspects about us yes. that are eternal, as it were. Yes. In other words, if, if there are certain archetypal characteristics in us that will not change regardless of the changing circumstances about us and we can tap into them and enhance them, I mean, that's crazy big. Yeah, that's crazy. That that's why I say it borders on being your purpose. Okay, talk to me about that thing, purpose again. Yeah, well, purpose for me, I always say, you know, we have to go beyond awareness to purpose. We have to activate our purpose, and the way we do that is activating our talents, activating the raw material, and out of that comes our purpose, like a reason to do what we do. And sometimes a purpose can be I need to work with people. 
I need to interact with people. I think sometimes people think a purpose is to change the world or to... Buy the BMW. Yeah, buy a BMW or have this big uh, company. For some people, that is their purpose. But it's more than that. It can be as simple as, uh, as using my empathy with my family. That's who I am. Or my harmony. I am the peacemaker. That's my purpose in this company. Right? If there's conflict, I don't deal with it head on, maybe, but I do it in a different way where I speak to people one on one and I create harmony and peace. That can become a purpose. I had a lady um, whose strengths I did once and she walked out of there and she said, I know now why I am on this planet. I wow. know what my energy wants to do, where my energy goes. And where your, where your energy goes, that's your purpose. It's a clue. Uh, it's beautiful, Aubrey, for me to see when I sit with someone, when um, they see themselves for the first time. And, and that for me is what respect means. They, they start respecting themselves. If you look at the word respect, it can be broken down. Spect means to see, to look. And if I respect, I re-look at myself. I re-see myself. I, I understand myself differently. And, and for me, I... And, and, and that obviously brings about that aspect of of appreciation, yes. appreciating who you are because you understand that there is a unique yes. reason why you are here, which is probably what purpose is. Absolutely. That is why, I mean, to know that your top five talents, one in 33 million people have it in that order. Then I'm not even looking at the rest of your report that goes to 34. I'm not looking at your sense of humor, your, your background, your hobbies, your skills and everything else you bring to it. So it's so unique and we need a unique approach to look at ourselves again. We cannot say we are the same as everyone else. We cannot allow people to tell us who we are because that's something we have to find out for ourselves. Well, okay. So, you know, I, I feel like, I don't know, <laughs> dancing the Sigiza there. <laughs> you must show me. But, but, let, let, me, let, me let me ask you this yes. final question because that, that the, the, the purpose thing is coming out very strongly in this conversation. There's also the conversation around around um, around reasons versus excuses. And I want Stanley to come in on this because I think we've had the conversation before. Okay. And, 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 and this is sort of the, 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 the prelude to, to wanting to hear what you guys are going to say about this. Sometimes what happens in the human experience is that we get hamstrung by a truth in our lives. I'm using that word purposefully, a truth in our lives. But that truth has the effect of hindering, debilitating, slowing down and even stopping. That truth. So what I'm trying to say is that my understanding of an excuse is a reason, a good reason, sometimes a true reason. But what it does, the effect of that truth and how you hold to it is that it hinders, it slows down, it may even stop you from achieving that thing that you've been talking about right now, which is purpose. Mm. And I call that the excuse. I'm saying this because a lot of people, when we talk about excuses, we become very dismissive about excuses. Mm. When in fact an excuse can be a very, very debilitating but true thing. It's true. So to simply dismiss it, is to not give it the honor that I believe it requires so that it can, it can 
it can unhinge from you. It, you, you, you can't y- lose the grip of the excuse unless you acknowledge it yes. and its truth. Can I jump in there? Over? Yep. I'm going to change your terminology slightly, if I may. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm saying excuses are facts and reasons are truths. Ah. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Stanley, are you, do you have your seatbelt on? <laughs> Stanley Beckett is on the driving seat. All right. So don't drive too fast. Can, I, can, I, give you, can I give you a quick example? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. A friend of mine wanted to buy himself a new car. <clears throat> and he said, I'd like to, but I don't have money. The fact is, he doesn't have money. The truth is, he has the idea, he has the capacity to go and find that money. Okay. So, an excuse is a fact. And anybody can point out a fact as to why they can't do something. But the truth is so often, so far removed from the fact that we... Only we can only see it when we change our thinking, which is what the show is about. Yeah. So what I did with this guy is I said to him, okay, uh, remember t- a week ago we spoke about the three levels of being spiritual in a physical being. Um, I mean, I mean, with an intellect in a physical being. On the physical plane, it's it's true. The fact is he doesn't have money. But on an intellectual and spiritual plane, as long as he's still walking this plane, he's got he's got an intellectual brain, yep. and he's got a spirit that knows far more than what he can ever even fathom. If he just allows himself to connect to that, he can instantaneously on the spiritual side come up with an idea, which he can use his imagination on the intellectual side to on how to take that idea and make it turn it into a money yep. idea, which in a very sp- sh- sh- um, short relative space of time he can turn that idea into money that will allow him to buy that car. Sure, but as long as he believes that the fact is the truth it becomes his reason so mm. if you want to ask on a real deep level what's the difference between a reason and excuse I'll, I'll end the statement and say a reason I'll, I'll say that a, a excuse is a fact a reason is a truth and there's very few reasons we can't do something could I say yeah. closing <coughs> that perhaps the process of finding those strengths mm. that you've been talking about this evening this morning is the process of learning the truth. Oh, that is beautiful. How is that beautiful? I love it. <laughs> yes, that is beautiful. Yeah. Finding the truth, who who you really are. As opposed to just the facts. Uh, yeah, let's say, let's, the let's, facts. Make that a, let's make that I a mission for the that. next month. We ignore the facts and we go find the truth. Find the truth. Find the truth. Listen, it's been a great show. It's as always having you here. It's absolutely amazing. Oh, but you have promised you so you're going to be back again. I'm definitely going to be I'm, back. And I'm looking forward to a, a deeper discussion about some of these things. I really, 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 appre- I really appreciate it. Thank you. Know? you. Uh, and I know that a lot of people that have, have been listening to this conversation appreciate it. I want to quickly tell you about my epiphany yes, before please. I say goodbye. Yes. I've always wondered, I've always wondered, why is it that some people have a cuisine, right? So, so you, you, I love the Food Channel. I love watching the Food Channel. It's I amazing. really love it. I don't, and I don't really learn much. I just love it, right? And, 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 and maybe the, the, the great uh, British cook-off or something like this. I, I just love these food channels. And, you know, I get home at 4 o'clock or whatever time and everybody's asleep in the house. So I, I get a chance to watch the Food channels, And I've always wondered... Why it is that some countries have come to a point where they can cook food for the experience of the food, not because they're hungry, Mm. but because they are interested in 
blending certain flavors together to create a certain and a culinary experience and that there are some places in the world where food and the eating of food is still very much a survival issue mm-hmm. straight after i watch the food channel i usually watch a, a program about how man evolved in different i think it's called it's on national geographic i think it's called um uh the race of man something like that anyway but and then it talks about how different epochs of time produce different kinds of human beings and how they would try to find food because that's you know how you live clothing and, and shelter and those kinds of things and i look at the different sort of ways that we eat sometimes we eat for the pleasure of eating that's cuisine that's the that's the 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 the, the decadent side of things and then sometimes we eat for the purpose of survival so that our bellies can be full so that we can wake up another day and, and struggle some more and i've come to the conclusion based on our conversation and it could be wrong and that's why i want to introduce the conversation so that we can talk about it but i i'm i'm reaching a conclusion that in our existence there are those of us that are still very much in a survivalist mentality in other words we work because we must eat mm. not because we are blending different um flavors together so that we can have a, mm. a a deeper or a more pleasurable culinary experience in the eating sense not because we are we are thriving but because we are existing mm. and then there are people who are thriving that are already beginning to um blend different flavors of being such that they produce new ways of thinking these are the guys that produce the iphone these are the guys that produce the fax machine these are the guys that produce the plane and on based on what we've been discussing tonight about the priority having to be to find your inner strength at all costs that that should be your that should be your only priority in fact that you find your inner strength so that the vocation that you then choose is aligned with that inner strength so that you become one of those people that is in the business of thriving rather than just the business of of existing yes and i'm hoping that as you leave we're going to open up a conversation about how do we start how do we start to create a way of thinking that is going to prioritize finding who we really are so that even the jobs that we seek even the partners that we seek in life are in line with who we are so that we can thrive and not just exist i have one suggestion um just to make it a bit practical but that was such a profound example obri it's almost like changing from being it's it's stunning yeah? from reaction to creation isn't that the yeah, jump yeah. right i'm not just reacting to what life throws at me i'm not actually stopping and asking myself but what do i want to create and i think that's what your your program with yep. the thinking also does that's the starting point um so yeah it's it's important to to firstly just stop and and a, a nice practical exercise that you can do for the coming weeks maybe let's make it a little assignment yep. until i chat to you guys again is to say okay what activities give me energy what makes me feel strong so let's go on a little discovery you don't have to 
pay for it. You don't have to take much time out of your day to explore this. Just have a piece of paper with you at all times and write down every time where you felt strong, where you felt uh, you're looking forward to something and write down, I feel strong when. So I feel strong when when I, I talk to Stanley about his passion and I can offer an idea. I felt strong when I gave my presentation to the sales team and they understood it and their eyes lit up. Just start making notes of where you felt strong and then we take it from there. I think I'm going to become a chef. I think I'm going to... It sounds like like it, yeah. A talk show chef, eh? Oh, that would be great. (laughs) But Dean, I've got lots of people asking me, how do they get in touch with you, your contact details? Okay, so they can go to my website, um, envisioncoaching.co.za, or they can email me, Berdine, and it's B-E-R-D-I-N-E, at envisioncoaching.co.za. I also have a, a Facebook page, Envision Coaching, and they can also reach me there. I'm sure that uh, the next time you say you're going to come, I'm going to announce it, and I know that a lot of people <laughs> will have tuned in. Stanley Thanks. Becker, tell me what is on your mind, and how do we close this off? Mebra. Yeah, I mean, I think we've opened up a whole new can of worms, and I think that um, next time, let's let's go a little bit. I, I'm getting from you as well, Aubrey, that we, we really need to attack this reasons versus excuses from different angles because if people can start seeing that they can start empowering themselves to move forward because again i'm saying it and i believe it there's no knight in watch watch uh, shining armor that's going to come and rescue you you've got to make it work and um, i, I, I want to say while you're saying that that this show is about us believing in the people that listen to it that we believe that if they are given the tr- tools to see the truth and not just the facts of their lives, mm. they can literally achieve those purpose issues in their yeah. lives. Yeah, and it's and, and I know we we already in April, but I really think that we should we should you know last year the the theme was change your thinking, change your circumstances. I really feel that the theme of this year should be let's stop focusing on the fact and let's go back to the truth. And let's let's push that as the agenda for this year. So we'll continue with that. And on that note, on our seminar that we're going to have on the 29th of April, we are going to be pushing that agenda once again. So I invite all the listeners again. We, we, uh, if you remember how how we started talking about the seminar, it had nothing to do, nothing more than us wanting to give back to the people who are sitting and listening and realizing that every Wednesday night listening to us is great but what if they could meet us in person and we could talk face to face and yep. we could have an open discussion about these these subjects so I'd like to end off from my side just uh, to, to, to remind everybody about the 29th of April again when we'll be having that one day let's kick Mr. X's butt seminar but that's probably not the right way to say it the right way is say let's, let's learn how to work with Mr. X and um, we'll be doing that on that day and we'll I think an, a, a, another theme we'll add to that for the day is let's start talking about the difference between facts and truths. So again, if anybody would like to to know more about this, and once again, we I open up the invitation I have for the last few weeks, Aubrey. Anybody that wants to be part of that seminar, please email me on the following email address. It's liftoff, L-I-F-T-O-F-F, liftoffsa at gmail.com. Just Those are people asking for your book, bro. Well, that's why I'm saying if yeah. um, I'll, 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 I'll extend the invitation which I've made and the offer that I've made is if you email and, and you'd like to be a part of that seminar, come and join us. I will also in the meantime send you a free copy of the book Liftoff 
That'll give you a good starting point on reading about Mr. X. We do speak about him in that book. That book is mainly focused on on getting your mindset ready to achieve the goals you want. So again, please email me at, at liftoffsa at gmail.com and uh, we'll definitely put you on the list uh, up front already for that seminar. And then um, that's it from my side. And I think Bedin just has one more thing she'd like to yeah. say. I just want to say thank you so much, Aubrey. Thank you, Stanley, for this opportunity because this is my purpose, yeah. activating potential in people. And thank you for this. Thank, thank you very you. much. Well, Chad on SMS says, Hi, Aubrey and guests from Chad in Johannesburg South. I want to thank you for the powerful topics you guys touched on. The, touched on. the influence of this discussion may stretch further than our country, continent, globe. And who knows, maybe even beyond our universe or reality. Sure. Thank you, says Chad. Wow. 